Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at em. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys! Beers with Spears must have been in the studio yesterday. This is loud. You wouldn't need headphones. I don't think I've ever heard anything louder in my ears. That's unbelievable. If you have something in your ear and it's as loud as this music is in my ear, you don't have hearing anymore. You're going for vibrations in the brain to try to figure out what you're what you're making of of the noises because that you can't hear anything when it's this loud. And now I'm all frazzled and I can't even find the freaking volume for it. This is a disaster. Oh man! I, I mean, where the hell to go? The frazzly morning. It happens. It happens. Didn't even I'm a little know. frazzled as well. Um, Good morning. I, really, really big fan of our friends at Thornton's on the Thornton's text line. Not a big fan of the gas station that's near the station. Um, because they have, Justin, have you seen those, uh, coffee things that like, it's not just a pot of coffee. You've got to like push a button and it's, Ooh, fresh ground cup. And, uh, you, we've got seven different coffees here. You know what so, I'm talking about? Like a Keurig. Yeah. They have like, it, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have to push a button and wait and wait and wait. And when there's three people there and trying to get coffee at the same time, there's just no time. No time, like Justin Kalen. It's the worst. I touched everything to try to get it to go down. I think it did, but I could have definitely touched yours as well. But you're not doing headphones. I don't have headphones, no. You're free headphones. I'm naked. Absolutely. Absolutely naked in the studio. So we're we're all flustered. We're all flustered (laughs) because it's the start of college basketball season. I think I woke Justin up when I came in here today, too. So I I know he's got to be tired or something's up with him. We were watching the steel curtain last night, baby. That's right. (laughs) No, you you definitely – I don't know. I – for whatever reason, anytime we're supposed to be in studio, I just have a hesitancy that last second it's going to be like, oh, actually, we're going to be from at home. <laughs> so I'm always sitting here like nervous. Well, should I go get my laptop, maybe set it up? And then I'll hear the door slam. And then that's when I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't I don't know if we've ever done last minute. Mm, maybe not last I don't minute. I think but we've ever done. I mean, I think we've done like six it, o'clock. In the final hour. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, you're not here at six o'clock. It's true. I woke up way Who's too late today. Uh, but man, are the Packers the best team in football? No, many the people Packers? are saying. I agree. No. I agree. Gosh. Yeah, you're Let's right. go. Let's go. Man, Woo. I got subliminally. That's how. Glad I got that second cup of coffee. <laughs> man, what a weird. Uh, we're obviously going to be spending most of the show talking about Who knows? Duke, Who knows? Kentucky. Who knows? We're off but, the rails. <laughs> but the Steelers last night and the Bears. What a weird, dumb football game. It's a fun game, though. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was. Uh, I remember you giving me hell for not watching all of the Packers Cardinals game. I think on Thursday night. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, yeah, but it's Thursday night. It's like, well, I was tired. Well, I stayed up late to watch my Steelers, our Steelers, and they looked like a wagon to start. Then Justin Fields showed up and actually looked good. Mm-hmm. Big Ben, my God, that guy. He's done. How hilarious was that throw he had downfield where it took him like three seconds to wind up and throw? <laughs> I didn't realize the Steelers were so dominant on Monday night. 
Is that is there was there like a stat line? Yeah, we yeah. we now lead for the most wins on Monday night. Really? We were tied with San Fran going in. Yeah, and then also I think like the Steelers just have this unbelievable record when up fourteen points in a game. Yeah, and it that, was, and that oh, that was on that was on the line last night. I saw the highlights of it. I did not have it on real time for any seconds. One, no Manning and Manning broadcast. Yeah, Two, that I just feel like Sundays and Mondays are stockpile sleep days, and then the rest of the week you go on fumes. The um, so that last night was an early night for me. Man, Steve Levy really, really liked him on SportsCenter. Just tries a little too hard, you know, on his regular play-by-play. Yeah. But you missed a great officiating game, TJ. I mean, this was the Tony Carrente show. I don't know if you were paying attention. This wasn't the Chicago Bears versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This was the Tony Carrente show. Have you seen video of the play yet? No. What, which question. one? The one in which the Bears – Get a third down sack. I, I, were they trailing at the time? And this was to get the ball back, Justin. Is this the one where they hit Ben? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. no. This is the one Steelers where hit him. the official backs into the Chicago Bears oh, player, yeah. and then <laughs> is like, "Oh, you touched me, flag!" Wow. Well, he—that's unbelievable. So it was really confusing because he called taunting because the guy was like facing the Steelers bench. Um, but it wasn't, and he what didn't throw loser. the flag. The way he throws it, yeah. just really yeah. pisses it's just me. Like a, really pisses look me. Look at me, everybody. I threw the flag. Yeah, he doesn't throw it till the guy bumped him. So. Gosh, officials are such losers. <laughs> oh, man. It I was, guess I know what sports media members do once they get out of media. It was, <laughs> it was, it was one of those two that, like, it, you rarely see a broadcast booth be like, my word, but the everybody watching Everybody went it, crazy? Everybody was just like, so the what's going on with the Chicago Bears? Because like the stripes really wanted to give the Steelers the game, but the Bears, credit to them, credit to Justin Fields, still had a chance to go come from behind and win it. Fields gets them to about what the fifty yard line, Justin forty five. They have five seconds left. If they complete one quick pass, they have no timeouts. They get a quick out. They can kick a field goal. The ball's batted down with two seconds left. So what does Matt Nagy do, TJ? What's he do? He, you think he's probably going to throw a hail mary, that's right? What, that's what you think you do in that the, spot. No, he kicked a sixty-five yard field goal. Yeah, I heard the call of it on the way over this morning, and it was, and that one's not anywhere close. Well, the it was thing close. was if you it's were going to what I forget the words, but they were basically like, and that's just harmlessly going to hit in the end zone. Well, the, no good. The Game thing over. is, too, Didn't if they hit you the watch bar? it from the the actual this angle that they show on the broadcast, it was a little fuzzy there. But it looked like it doinked. Oh, yeah. I see that, yeah. Because okay. the way the ball bounced, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to make it? No, he was 10 yards short because it was a 65-yard field goal. I mean, Matt in, Nagy. In, in Pittsburgh, which we all know has just terrible uh, weather. Notorious yeah, for like some the Some of the worst, worst. Some of the worst. The worst. Maybe the worst. The, the worst. worst kicking, though, by far, of yeah. like any stadium in the NFL. That's probably actually true. There, Kansas City supposedly really bad, too, <laughs> yeah. with the wind and, and whatnot. And, like, uh, one of my buddies was like, maybe there's some analytics or something, but I don't know. It feels like a Hail Mary is more likely. It's like, yeah, because nobody's ever kicked a 65-yard field goal in the history of the NFL. They've they've made Hail Mary receptions before. They've never kicked a 65-yard field goal. Matt Nagy, you idiot. My God, what a dumb dumb. So that ball did not tink off the goal. No, I think it was really, I think based on the angle, it tricked a lot of people. And, well, and if I, if I saw that for the first time, or if I didn't hear the call, well, that was the first time actually I've seen the kick itself. Um, I, I, I get why you thought well, that. Justin. And then even Steve Levy on the broadcast said it doinked. 
Because mm. and I get to that broadcaster would look at the screen. Yeah. Because like it's it's hard from the side to be able to always be able to judge. It's hard to tell if depth. it's left or right. Hard R- to tell if it goes in between from the side. Oh, because I totally thought that Ruffalo's kick was uh, good on Saturday. Just from yeah, everybody we in my section thought it was, but I was looking at the people on the other side that have the perfect angle of yeah. it, and they weren't celebrating, so I knew it wasn't. So good. So it's at least tough, but it was. It's just so funny that the Chicago Bears, the double doink team. Or the team with the second Chicago, the imaginary doing. By the way, Nick, it can be done. Justin Tucker hit sixty six earlier this year. Okay, but yeah, but Justin, that's Justin Tucker, Tucker for the first time ever. <laughs> Maybe the best quarterback in, in NFL history. Mm. Uh, yeah, might have been in Denver too. Especially, especially at Pittsburgh. Detroit. It was inside. Yeah, I knew. I knew he had the elements in his favor, one way or another. Um, that's that was insane. I mean, a sixty-six yarder is insane. Sixty-five yarder to try that's insane. I I don't know if I'm a coach. If I feel like my kicker could give it a go, I, I guess you got to play the odds games. So Hell Mary, best case scenario, you think one out of ten Hell Marys either gets a penalty or maybe caught. Field goal from sixty plus. That's just how you what you see in practice from your kicker. Got to imagine Still. that would maybe be like a. One in, 50. one in five. Oh, I was gonna say maybe one in five, depending on your kicker. It just depends on if you've seen your kicker do it or not. But I always wonder those decision makings: Hail Mary or field goal. I give Allen Robinson more of a chance than Cairo Santos from sixty-five yards. I just, I do. But hey, I will say, Justin Fields did look really good in that second half, and Big Ben looked so old. Drop the drop the really off that, and I'll agree with you. Big Ben is so old. The, and also the fact that he like pump fakes the ball out of his own hands. He does it like every once a game now. I just love when he runs. He's trying to pick oh. up that fourth down on third down. He <laughs> <laughs> said that was his first keeper, like um, fake keeper since 2017. Wow. Where that wasn't just like a scramble broken play. It well, he like had a, that two-point conversion, but I think he got called back earlier this season where it was basically a QB draw, but it took about – 70 seconds from him to get from the two-yard line into the end zone? I mean, he and I, I mean, I think I might have as much or more athleticism than Ben Roethlisberger right now. Even I, 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 I actually he, think that's true. I think he, that's true for everybody I, in this room. I might even be able to throw the football farther. <laughs> like, uh, may, maybe not as quickly and as accurately on short passes, but far? Like, just give me some time to warm up. His shoulder, that thing shot all the hell. He is so old. All right, here are the stats. So, Steelers 215-0-2 all-time at home when ho- holding a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Wow. That just they blew it. Wild. <laughs> Needed to kick a field goal. To- <laughs> and they are tw- 227-2-2 all-time with a 14-point lead at any point in a game. Wow. They've never blown a fourth-quarter a 14-point fourth-quarter lead well, at home, period. They so, were able to History let, on the line. Steelers live to see another day. They were able stats. to let the Bears come back because right after Chicago had fumbled a kickoff into Boswell's hands, the Steelers couldn't score. And then, was it a muff punt, Justin? It, or no, no, no. It was the – what was the, the turnover they scored a touchdown on? It was a defense touchdown that the Bears did. Was it an interception? Where he threw it right to him. Either way, it was it was yeah. a dumb turnover, like defensive special teams. Turn. I think he would know. I think they like dropped a punt right into his hands. Yeah, because it was Ray Ray McLeod. He like got fu- the ball like fu- punch free. Oh, that's and right. Chicago yeah. returned it mm-hmm. for a touchdown. 
So, like, that kind of stuff happens. That's how you blow 14-point leads. But they were able to go down, kick a field goal, and thanks to a little help of the old stripes, they were come, able to come away with a victory. And I just want everybody watching. That was that was the perfect night to get the ref show because it really set the stage for the real ref show. College basketball tips off tonight. It's back, baby. All about the refs. One of the best days Woo! of the year. Can't wait to see those charges. This was always a fan favorite day back in the old sports talker with TJ Walker. Yeah, day. it was a good day. Yeah, we'd have just people on nonstop. Like three minutes of time, the one day three Trevor minutes. had to produce. Oh, yeah. Trevor actually had to work. And then afterwards, he was just like, that was miserable. I can't mm-hmm. believe having to do Smoke that Smoke like three day. cigarettes at once. Mm-hmm. Man. But we'd get people on from all over the country talking college hoops. But now you just get us. And it starts tonight. Kentucky, Duke. I hate Duke. I hate Duke. Kentucky loses tonight. Coming off Tennessee Duke losses in just a span of a few days, it's miserable. Nope, it's really nope. just the worst of the worst. We're not. So we can't have it. We can't. We can't, be, we can't have that mindset. We got to think positive thoughts. Oh, All I'm thinking people, positive. I'm ready to go. The, I'm just saying there's a lot on the line. Yeah, yeah. Ratface Coach K's last go around. I'm already annoyed of that, and I haven't even seen anything of it besides Disgusted. his dictatorship banners and Cameron Indoor, which uh, check out big time. But it, action starts today at 3 o'clock is when it gets underway, so a little day basketball for some folks. But uh, the only bad news is is you're over 14 hours away from the U.K. game. More than a half a day. 14 hours away. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy to it's think ridiculous. about. ridiculous. It is absolutely redonkulous. I love Kentucky last night tweeted out, 24 hours from now <laughs> at 940, and it was like, you mean like 24 and a half hours? Yeah. I think we're being a little uh, – now I'm gonna get out of the way early. To be fair, my to be fair, I will say they've done they've they've been better about it more times than not lately. The beginning years were just miserable, but I still it's gonna be after nine thirty. I bet it's before nine forty though. How about that? Yeah. Still just way too late. It, Let's um, take the East Coast teams. Yeah, and just play them in the middle of the night. I uh I got viscerally angry last night, so angry that I spent four paragraphs of the morning post just bitching about time zones. So Love it. time zone talk, it's everywhere. They can suck it. West Coast can suck it. So over it. So sick and tired of it. But you know what? It's going to be fun because Kentucky is going to take it to Duke. They're going to put it on them. I really want to win this game. I really want to win this game badly because I was having this conversation with Luckett on the way home, like – from the Tennessee game, just talking about, man, Kentucky football fans, they've seen a lot of crap. He's like, yeah, well, it's because Kentucky f- basketball fans get to have so much fun. And, like, this is our opportunity to have fun, to make Coach K cry, to make him fake an injury during his retirement tour. This is where it all starts. And I just love that we we really set the tone from the start uh, last night, or actually, excuse me, yesterday, because, of course, John Calipari had to be asked about the Coach K retirement tour. He said, stuff about Coach K, he's made me a better coach. He's kept me sharper. We did those things those first five or six years that, you know, Duke started taking the same kind of guys and it became that competition back and forth. But I've never lost respect for what he's been able to do over 40 years. But he went on and on talking about how great Coach K was. But I like that he was just like, yeah, Coach K, he just stole what we were doing. It's true. Suck it, Coach Gay. It's pretty much true. I, I want to know, so we're probably going to get the the gift exchange, which I hope doesn't happen. But if you were to give Coach K a gift, 
for his retirement. What would T.J. Walker's gift to Mike Shishisky be? A bust of Luke Kennard. (laughs) Get it? A bust? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the thing that would make him most emotional and happy. Uh, uh, Yeah, just get him a big either poster of Luke Kennard or a bust, either one. I think a bust, like, is just name much more fitting. Mm -hmm. I would like to give him some black shoe polish so he can (laughs) keep that hair nice and... Well into retirement? Yeah. Yeah, but people won't even know he's retired. They're like, "Hey, you look like you should still be working." Give him a Ouija board so he can keep communicating with us from the other side. <laughs> oh, that Coach K, uh, he's a great coach. Will go down in history as one of the best, no doubt about it. But he is a little weasel rat. There's no denying that. Who? Eighteen games, eight only eighteen games after the UK game tip off tonight, and you'd say eighteen's a lot. But you got to remember, there's like 360 D1 basketball teams, and then you're allowed to play like D2 teams too. Yeah, so, yeah. there's a lot of um, no names. So from like ten o'clock on, there's eighteen games. But of course, Kentucky and Duke, your Eastern time zones, they're they're number nineteen. They're the they're the nineteenth latest game <laughs> tipping off tonight, out of like a million. Everybody's playing basketball today. Everybody's playing basketball. Do you know? It's ridiculous. I'm, I, I know that they're going to have a lot of big speeches and stuff for Coach. K. Have you heard? Did, did I? Did you? Did I hear the preview of what Coach K was going to say before the game? Oh boy, what have we got? No, I, I I thought Coach K had some words prepared for this Kentucky game. Coach K, are you here to join us? You can't put me on. You can't put Coach K on the spot like that. I, I, no, but we need to hear from Coach K before the game starts. Well, it's gonna be a good contest. <laughs> Calipari always gets his team working hard, but they don't have the Duke culture. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that your back? Are you okay? Are you sure you don't need to retire now, Luke? Dude, the way you said culture. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just like the brother. There's the deal. I, I, the, gosh, you know, Duke has a basketball program. They run their own stuff. It, it's similar to like North Korea, how much they keep it all inside and don't let anything out, and they don't have to get FOIA'd and stuff like that because they're a private school. And we people don't really even know how much money Coach K is making or was making. Uh, you get his contract numbers, but there's still stuff hidden in there that you don't have to be privy to. The thing that really ticks me off the most about Duke is how they've brainwashed. I've talked about this before, but how they brainwashed such a chunk of the nation to be bandwagon fans for the most elitist, yeah, classist, not classiest, not classiest, classist, but the one that puts an emphasis on your class, their like, social status. It's their cult. Their cult that sniffs their own farts religiously. And you just get people growing up in like Oakland or Denver that are like, yeah, that's me. That's what I want. And it's like, no, no, if you actually got close to it, if you understood. And maybe Shire will open things up a little bit. But even that hiring process kind of goes to show that they they can't have the stain of somebody that's not a Duke University person come in and take over their basketball program. Glad you said Duke University. Absolutely not. You got to have somebody within that's been taught, that's been groomed, that's been cleaned by Duke. So really the most of my disdain for Duke isn't so much in anything that they do. They're, again, Kayserat, North Korea, all that stuff. It's more so that they've just brainwashed a portion of the fan base thinking that that applies to them. When in reality, just think of the most obnoxious people in your life, the ones who just think they're so much better than everybody else. That's the person that should be a Duke fan. 
Not like your cool friend that right, you like to right. hang out with, that you hoop with. That's not what Duke's all about. No, no, no. They're all about the nerds, the losers. Um, and there's also, like, I don't think you need to go to that school to be a fan of it. But I would say that they probably have the fewest percentage of their fans Easily, not that attended close. their school than any other school in America. And in the real sport. alumni hate the bandwagon fans, weirdly enough. Like, they, they're like, oh, what? Oh, you didn't go oh. to Duke. Yeah, and I, you weren't like, good enough for I, Duke, I, were you? I, I know somebody that went to Duke, and this is many years ago, told me this, that I was like, so is he was telling me just how many bandwagon fans there are and how tickets are tough now because of the bandwagon fans. I was like, <laughs> but made the comment that, like, you don't often need to even ask when they graduated. You'll know that they just didn't go to Duke. And I'm like, that's my point. That's my point. That's why people shouldn't be Duke fans, because people like you are dorks. So... I hate Duke. You got to beat them. You got to punish them tonight. Uh, yesterday, I did a lot of research, if you will. Oh, uh, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Feel like I'm ready for this Duke UK game yep. now. Um, no, in all seriousness, this is a pretty fascinating matchup for UK and Duke. Nine thirty tip. Well, nine forty five ish tip. Somewhere in that ballpark. Nine thirty eight ish. I'll go with. Um, really, is just a matchup of like UK's got the strength in the backcourt. Duke heavy advantage in the front court. Which one wins? Which advantage is, is better? I would take backcourt early in the season, one would think. Well, some would say backcourt in March, maybe frontcourt early in the season. Well, you got to be able to get it to the frontcourt as well, too. Uh, Gosh, remember when we couldn't throw entry passes last year? Yeah. yeah that <laughs> People was something. do forget, like, Devin Askew could not throw the ball into the post. Nope. And B.J. Boston along there, too. He, he wasn't amazing Askew at it Askew couldn't do anything. Couldn't do much. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do much, but... Uh, but just getting it to the post. Um, so quite literally, you are right about that. I'm also just. Uh, Can I tell you? I'm, how, how, what's okay? All right, I'm, we need to. We got two over unders. Over under start time of the game at 9:45. Over under Oscar Sheboy picks up his second foul before the first media timeout. His second. Second foul. All right. Under on both. You're taking I'm gosh, maybe I'm just you know what I was thinking last night looking into like the game and whatnot? I'm taking under on both of them. And I'm so Oscar's gonna get in foul trouble. There's no denying that. It's just it's a matter of when, not if. I'm gonna say the second one comes after sixteen. That'd okay. be such a disaster. So he gets one and then picks up his second one at like thirteen or something. Ideally. Maybe he can get to the first T V time out of zero. Wouldn't that be a treat if that were to happen? But looking into this game. I'm a li- I think I'm a little bit more concerned about Mark Williams than I am with uh, Palo Benchero. Benchero, yeah. Wow. From a rebounding standpoint, I just was just like he was awesome to end last season. Mark Williams That's was. That's true. He was, and he is a big dude. He is a big dude. Him and Paulo Benchero, both very big people. But last game he played last year was against Louisville in a blowout win, twenty-three and nineteen. And Uvell's front court was not great last year, but he shows what he did to it. Um, average seven points and five rebounds, but I'd love to see you know his final ten games or whatnot. So he was starting to come into his own. Obviously, Duke didn't make the tournament. They stunk. Kentucky stunk. Everybody stunk last year. So I'm worried about him and Paulo. But the one thing I had to remind myself, Roush, is like legally, I know this can be hard for us to say oh, this wow. out loud, legally – Kentucky could get Duke's bigs in foul trouble. It's true. That's not blasphemy to say, right? I mean, we know it's not going to happen, but theoretically... Right, in theory. A referee could call fouls on Duke's bigs Mm -hmm. and not strictly on UK's bigs. So, I do think 
in I, I would trade, this is crazy to say, I'd trade Oscar Shibwe in foul trouble if it meant one of Mark Williams or Paolo Benchero in foul He's trouble. In foul trouble. If, you, if you can go foul trouble for foul trouble, you remember the 2012 Sweet 16 game against the Hoosiers? Everybody talking about the Zeller-Davis matchup. Yep. Both getting foul trouble. Yeah, Both almost instantly getting foul trouble. Yeah, Kentucky's got the upper hand at that point. And everybody at UK was like, great, this that's, is awesome. That's I, I, I like where your head's at so here. So that's one thing I was trying to remind myself is Duke does have a huge advantage in the front court. And I can't remember the last time we've said that about Kentucky playing a blue blood. That like, can, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Kentucky's Azubuki, bigs. when they had Azubuki at Kansas. And I think Man, Kentucky. I think Kentucky still had Nick Richards. Yeah, probably Nick Richards and EJ Montgomery. The the yeah. seventeen Gosh, the team. Front, the front court has just taken a dip. Yeah, yeah. And I think this front court's solid, but it's not as good as Duke's. Duke well, probably has the best in the it, country, the best front court in the country. Usually, it's UK saying that. I don't love it, but that's just the reality. Mark Williams had eighteen, at least eighteen points in four of his last six games, and one of those games was a thirteen point game. He had twenty three and nineteen in the finale against Louisville. Also had an eighteen point eleven rebound double double. Dude's good. Syracuse. He's a he's big body. I, I forgot about him as well um, because you're just so used to, like, I, I'm used to seeing guys in and out pretty quickly. That will not be the case. You know, Williams obviously not a one-and-done big body in there. But there is one thing we do have to remember. Uh, A.J. Griffin for them was expected to be their best wing player, mm-hmm. and he's not playing tonight. I think he may play. Really? Unless there was news. The last I had read is that he was probably going to come off the bench in play a few l- minutes or something limited capacity gotcha maybe similar to cj frederick gotcha, gotcha. but but okay. they they are they they think he's gonna get in there and play a little bit i know there was some concern too that um jacob toppin you know he I, he didn't play in that first exhibition game i know there was some concern like well is he going to be able to play he he not only will he be able to play he was getting some rave reviews from his teammates uh yesterday and john calipari uh, and I and he's one of those two. He's a third year player. I don't think Cal's going to punish him for practicing less in the preseason. Dude, kind of gets it. He's he's yeah. grown. He, he he's the ideal matchup for Banchero. So need topping. Giving up a lot of weight, but you're adding a lot of length. You're adding some experience. In yep. A big game. Paulo could potentially. I love hearing Cal rave about topping because I kind of was feeling sim- like you would just see a little bit last year and be like. There's a good basketball, a really damn good basketball player there. When are we going to get to see it kind of flourish? Hearing Cal kind of rave about it makes me think that maybe we're we're closer uh, than than maybe I even anticipated. And then I'm a little surprised by how far along Ty Ty Washington has looked in very very limited action. Obviously, he'll get his best matchup and test tonight, but he doesn't he didn't look like a freshman. And maybe part of it, Roush, is just I'm I'm defaulting back to last season with how ugly everything looked early on, and it didn't really get too much better as the year went on, but it looked so ugly at the start, and you thought to yourself, like, oh, well, maybe it's just because they didn't get to practice the COVID, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think they look so much more polished because they had a much more regular offseason this year. But Ty Ty looks good. I I like where he's at. I love UK's advantage in the backcourt in this game. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not a huge Jeremy Roach believer. Uh, I'm not uh, – who's the other guy that's going to be taking the ball up the court? Now, I do like Keels. Keels was a commit. They still have Barry Goldwater? <laughs> no. He transferred, I think. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they, they have Keels. He was the five-star shooting guard that Kentucky got in late on, couldn't do enough to kind of turn the tide. He is at Duke. He's good, but this is a freshman shooting guard. We we could see him go two of thirteen from deep tonight. Like, uh, and then also kind of reading some stuff. There's some concerns about Paulo's going to play out. He's going to play on the wing, and he's going to have the ball in his hands. Uh, I don't think it'd be the worst idea to let him shoot. 
Yeah. You know, let him beat you from outside, then kind of get you in foul trouble and bully and rough mm-hmm. you up inside. So I, I've i gone back and forth on this game a lot. One thing I do feel confident in is that it's going to be a close game. And then Roush, as much as a cop-out as it is, I think we'll we'll be talking tomorrow about how foul trouble helped hurt Kentucky something. It's going to play a role. Officials in this game are going to play a role. They always do. So may as well get out ahead of it. It's going to be frustrating at times, but it's going to be worth it when Kentucky gets the win. Just like they got the win the first time they played Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, John Hale pulled up the old box score from when Coach K was playing at Army. And UK won 80-65 to in the UKIT. Coach K, two of six from the field, six total points. <laughs> Hit a couple free throws, four rebounds. 1968 UKIT. Suck it, Coach K. Put the clamps on him. Yeah. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get to more text into the Thornton's text line. We will talk more UK. We got some football updates. We'll talk football today. We're all pumped up for basketball. It'll be a basketball centric show, but we still will talk Ooh, a little Final football as well. We'll do we'll do our season predictions. Yeah. Absolutely. Woo-hoo. We we won't miss out on that. And then we're going to give away some home field today. It's Kentucky versus Duke. How we're going to give it away, we're not so sure. We're not so sure. We'll figure that out. Text on in 502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kayla. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I've always been kind of a pacifist. When I was a kid, my father told me, never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. And Roush. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. Wonder what would be categorized as unusual. In that instance. Anything with logos. I started wondering, could it be cotton? (laughs) Regarding the, um, oh my gosh. Old school, Olive Garden, Will Ferrell, therapist session. What's that Uh, actress's name? I'm 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 not really sure what you're referring to right now. When they when they're able to oh old movie old school Will Ferrell Hank Frank oh, the Tank. I I was thinking like an SNL skit or something. No, oh, gotcha. no the movie. Gotcha. Um, I forget what the name of that woman's the actress is. I think he plays Ari's wife and Entourage. But anyways, I do know go, that goes to the psychiatrist and just says how he can't like help but kind of wonder what like type of underwear with- the yeah. Olive Garden waitress is wearing. Yeah. And he thinks that, like, it's good that he's opening up about it, but everybody else in the room is just like, oh, my God, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, he does have a new movie coming out where uh, his next-door neighbor is Paul Rudd, a shrink. Oh, yeah. what's it called? And, uh, shrink Next Door. Okay. And um, Catherine Hahn is in it, too. I like all the people in it. It's yeah. only going to be an Apple TV Plus, though, so. And our free trial just ran out. Oh, no. How how do movie theaters survive all this BS? Like Netflix has their own movies. You've got Apple Plus now getting their own movies. How do movie theaters survive? 
I don't know. I know there there are some people who just like going to theater, but I like going to the theater every now and then. But it's there also hasn't really. I got to have a movie I want to see though to do it, and that's you know same kind of goes for streaming. But although I can't go to the theater for that, but my issue is that there just hasn't been enough things I wanted to see. Like lately. like I would go watch Dune in a theater, but I'm also don't care enough to like want to go. Like it's during football season. Sorry, I'm just not. I saw old in theater. It was good. I had a good time. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Haven't been in the movie since, um, man. The pandemic? Probably was maybe, at the Belk Bowl. Maybe Eternals would be good to see in theaters. Although I've and heard I'm, some bad things about Eternals. Yeah, I've heard it's a bad movie, too. My, hey, uh, my last Sark's in it. Hey, all right. My last movie theater movie was the Lion King remake. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. I watched The Knives Out, at least. That's relatively recent. But, man, the Lion King remake? That was it had to be close to three years ago. I guess ago. you just got no time. You know? Yeah, I at least have an excuse now. Like getting a babysitter to go to a movie theater seems kind of yeah, you know, yeah, unnecessary. Like uh, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. Get your text into the Thornton's text line and get your butt inside of Thornton's right now. Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper, they're great folks that work with Thornton's, and they have helped along with the entire corporation to make it easy for you to get in and out because there's Thornton's everywhere and and we're all we all have a little Justin Kalen in us in the sense we don't have time all of them a lot of them have the U scans too you just quick in and out so convenient so nice Uh, maybe that's what's wrong with me today guys so I can't do my normal Thornton strip because I forgot my freaking wallet at home oh no yeah that's always a bad feeling. Mm. You can borrow a couple bucks from me if you want. All right. Might take you up on that. Okay. But get your butt into Thornton's coffee, donuts, whatever it may be, and then get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll probably start with that a little earlier today just so we don't run out of time quite like we did yesterday. I was thinking today, bad day to be named Duke. Yeah, good thing he's staying with grandparents tonight because he might hear his dad cursing Duke later. So. <laughs> F you, Duke. What I do? <laughs> good, good night to be staying with the grandparents. Oh, there's other jokes to be made there, but we'll just back off of them. No, thanks. <laughs> they they were funny. Uh, yeah. Just don't know how appropriate. Here's um something that I I. Hate to bring it up, but um, it's true. Kentucky's only won twice against Duke in the last, well, our entire lives. Only two wins. Yeah, Seriously. limited opportunities, but enough where it should be more than two. Yeah. Enough uh, where it should be more than two. They and played then a couple most, times in the Meadowlands. We know the most recent. We know the most recent. God, that one was the worst. I think emphatically, right? Like, undisputed, that was bad. At least the, the Rashad Carruth game, Jason Williams had to score 40 points for you to lose in overtime. Yeah. The Zion game. Ugh. Hey, but you got to have Tyler Ulis and Jamal Murray give them the business of all UK teams to beat them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that one. But the most recent one hurts me the most. I was there in Indianapolis for the absolute thrashing. Gosh. And that was. And that we, will get brought up today, by the way. It, and the worst part about that, too, TJ, is that you knew almost immediately that it was just. It wasn't like Duke pulled away in the second half or something. They were just putting it on Kentucky. Yeah. And as soon even, as the tip off. Yeah. It was right from the get go. And then even at like the halftime, okay, they got blitzed. 
Maybe they come out, you get it down to 10 at the under TV, under 16 timeout. No, it went the other way. Like Duke won the first like four minutes by eight that time too. So you're down like 25 with 16 minutes to go. And it was over. <sighs> it was over. So got to get some revenge on him. You know it means a lot for Calipari. You know he wants to win it. it, it it's what he was saying yesterday, though, there is truth to it. Like, the fan base is going to be miserable if UK loses tonight. It probably should not be. If you get beaten by 40 again, sure, go crazy. That shouldn't happen. But if Kentucky loses a close one, there's some questionable head-scratching calls. Our outlook on the season, Roush, really should not change. No, but it will. The, the frustration will certainly manifest. And I think being angry would maybe even unjustifiably angry is justifiable because things have just not been good around the big blue nation as of late. I mean, it's one thing to be on the team and say, you know, we haven't won in a month, but we can, we're still a good football team. It's different if you're a fan, because when you haven't experienced a win in a month, it's just tough. It's tough. And you, you can't, you don't want that to compound because here's the, the one downside. If you can't get the win over Duke, your next game against a good team is in another month, right? Before you can kind of shake the stink off. Yeah, I feel good about something. Yeah, like that. that's what makes – if you win tonight, these November games are a lot more fun. You're just going to be a lot more locked in. And instead of kind of looking for the worst and looking for excuses why this team isn't good, you're looking for the best and, oh, man – they're doing this. That's why they're going to be good. And I know that it shouldn't determine whether you're optimistic or pessimistic, but I certainly understand it. If if they that that a lot of the early season momentum, it's all kind of hinges on this game. Yeah, there there is there is truth to that. The next time Kentucky is going to play a game that is going to get any sort of national attention, unless Kentucky loses, of course. Uh, will be the Notre Dame game on December 11th, and that's at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame, frankly, not even ranked. So this will kind of be it until Kentucky hits that December grind that Calipari always schedules where it's week out, week game. Uh, you'll go Notre Dame, Ohio State, Louisville, then you start SEC play Missouri, and then you get the high point Tubby Smith game on New Year's Eve. Uh, that will wrap up the out-of-conference schedule, of course, until – Kentucky plays Kansas in January. So you're spot on about that because you go down, you, you go up there in New York and you lose to Duke. Folks aren't going to get too excited about a Mount St. Mary or Robert Morris win or Ohio or Albany, North Florida, Florida or Tony Barbie's return game with Central Michigan. They're just not going to get too pumped up nope. about that. So I still think expectations should be kept in check, not freaking out. Everybody just be happy. But if Kentucky loses, that's realistically the next month isn't going to be nearly as fun. Or it's going to be more annoying, I should say. Make it have it as much fun as we want it to be. Yeah, it just makes it much but easier. It's, it's a big game. Mm -hmm. there, there's pressure on it. And one team will get something that will pop up on their schedule on Selection Sunday. Or on their resume on Selection Sunday, I should say. Not schedule. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal to be able to get one this early, just basically steal one, put it on the shelf, and say, we don't have to worry about that bad boy till Selection Sunday. Best go out there and do it. Kentucky's got the more experienced team, believe it or not. Not often you say that. They've got the more experienced and the better backcourt. Duke's got the big advantage in the frontcourt, which does bring me back, Roush. Mm -hmm. Fire up that broken record, baby. 
You know how Kentucky wouldn't have a disadvantage in the front court if they just gotten Kofi Coburn. Why didn't you get Kofi Coburn? Why didn't you go and get him, bring him in, and then you're saying Kentucky's probably got the advantage on the front court? Yeah. You got Orlando and uh, Chin, so. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to body up against Mark Williams and no, Paulo Benchero. So. I just think then, there was I think there was something to that text where they traded. I don't think so at all. <laughs> uh, why would Cal care about what? Is he going to hurt it? <laughs> Illinois' feelings? I couldn't doubt. I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt if, like, Cal said, listen, we've kind of – We've stolen from you too much. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. I could. I could honestly see that being like. I don't then think. You know what? I would be disappointed I don't think it was a, in Cal getting soft in his old age. I don't think it was a deal. <laughs> I don't think like it was a deal or whatever. Although maybe Illinois said, if you take Kofi, we're 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 going to the NCAA with this stuff. This is strange. This is too bizarre. Uh, but I could see Cal doing that. And yeah, I agree with you. But he's they would they would steam me uh, off the bench. Duke's only big worth a fart is a Marquette transfer. Name, I believe Theo John finished second all time at Marquette and blocked shots, but that's it. That's all he can he do. He doesn't do anything. That's else. all he can do. Can't score on the inside. He's not a phenomenal rebounder. So if Kentucky can get one of Mark Williams or Paulo on the bench, then I think Kentucky, the advantage in the front court, poof, disappears. Even if that means Oscar goes to the bench for him. Because then, Roush, if you're talking about a Lance Ware, Damian Collins, Keon Brooks, Jacob Toppin, am I missing one more? Maybe, don't know. Versus Theo John, and then just one of Paulo. Kind of Bryce Hopkins, maybe. Yeah, Bryce Hopkins, yeah. absolutely. I knew I was forgetting one. Versus, let's take Oscar out of the equation there, and then let's take one Apollo or Mark Williams out of the equation there. Let's say Mark Williams. If you have a Theo John, Paulo Benchero front court versus all the names I just mentioned on the other side, Collins, Hopkins, Brooks, Toppin, Toppin, Toppin. Ware, yeah, the most talented player, unfortunately, is a Blue Devil, but the depth and the bodies and the length and the size. So if it's a tight whistle, Roush, may not be a bad thing for Kentucky. If you can trade Oscar with one of the other bigs, you take that in a heartbeat. What you can't happen is just let it be super lopsided where Kentucky's got a few guys with two or three fouls and then Paulo and Mark are just cruising on easy street. That's where it'd get dicey. That's where that huge front court advantage for Duke would become even larger. It's been, they got an advantage right now. Depending on the whistle, I think, determines where that goes from there. Also, one quick thing to think about from... Love thinking. ...that I observed. Uh, funny that this transfer came from Marquette. It's almost as if hmm. Woj was grooming players to leave him to go back to his old coach. Wow. Is Woj back at Duke? Did, did Coach K throw him the olive branch after he got fired by Marquette? I don't know. Gosh. Very happy that I was too young to really remember Woj that much. Because he, m- one of the most obnoxious ever. Seems like it. Yeah. Man, really love that Jamal McGore just gave him a big old suck it in that 98 game. He Second is, Woj. I don't think, currently doing anything. Oh, what a shame. Currently not up to much. All right, get your text in on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It's Taco Tuesday, baby. And there's no better way to get ready for the Cats and Duke than picking up some tacos at Salsaritas. Remember, for a good cause on Friday, we will all be going to Salsaritas. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to be eating chips. We're going to be throwing down quesadillas. 
eating burritos and as few bites as possible, and it's just going to be a really, really good time. All day, 15% of your meal, of your order, of your food sales will be donated to Bravehearts. Bravehearts, a great organization. Uh, Dine to donate Friday, November 12th. But get ready for it. There's no one that says you can't go to Salsaritas twice in one week. No, there is not a rule out there. Not a rule out there that says you can't. Nope, absolutely not. So hit them up today. Two locations, Louisville and uh, two locations in Louisville, St. Matthews and Middletown. And also, you can order online on the app, have it delivered to you. You can go pick it up yourself. It'll be waiting for you. You're going to save money if you go to Salsaritas with that app. I wanted to look what Brave Hearts was. Looks like it is a, it's a movie starring Mel Gibson, won an Academy Award. Let's see. It looks like it's something with animals, which is great. Who doesn't love animals? Bravehearts bring hope, joy, and unlimited possibilities through the healing power of the horse. Oh. Bravehearts envision being premier model for connecting horses with people as a catalyst for wellness. Everyone will have the opportunity to discover healing horsemanship through the Bravehearts model. Ooh, maybe we can get the Roush thoroughbreds involved. The Roush stable. That would be great. Yeah. So I, I think this. they it's an organization that helps horses get where they need to go. I hope that the organization win, win for both people. also has tips on horses that will win. <laughs> that would be nice. The more you donate, the more info you need. <laughs> not, a bad, not a bad idea. All right, give us a football update here as we end hour one. Um, E.R. Cox out for the year. Womp, womp, womp. 16 injuries now for the Kentucky football team of starters or significant contributors. It's a lot, man. And I know like Stoops isn't going to make excuses, but we've reached it's it's like the 2007 season where you do mention the loss to Mississippi State and that really took the wind out of their sails that year. But you also have to mention like, yeah, they had a ton of injuries too. Like it just took its toll on the team in the second half of the season. I know Raphael Little missed a lot of time, Keenan Burton did. But that's kind of getting we're kind of getting to that point now with this team where you've lost Essentially, three defensive linemen with Jordan Wright, Octavius Oxendine, um, and Marquand McCall all missing significant time. Ox out for the year. Uh, Cox is going to be out for the year. Uh, Derek Jackson had a season ender in the spring. He's been dressing, but he hasn't played. Uh, Keaton Upshaw was a guy that you were going to use a lot in your offense this year. Uh, Cleveland Thomas was in the rotation before he tore his Achilles. Just, There's been a lot. There's been a lot of injuries. Um, and losing one on the big blue wall, especially a guy who had been playing so well, earned midseason yeah. All-American honors, it's it's tough. Kind of an underrated player, and I, I thought I think a lot of U.K. fans, just maybe your average football fans that don't focus in the trenches as much. Instead, you know, you, it's easy to understand the people that score touchdowns. Yeah. I think when they saw the praise midseason, they were like, oh, this Kentuckian, I thought he was kind of – Oh, hum. people were going to be excited about him way down the road, but you know here he oh, is making one of the best surprises of the year for this football team. I, th- then, I thought I thought so myself. Yeah, I mean, I especially more dis- from a guy like more disappointment. I mean, no offense, but like when you get the guy from West Jesmond that is hardly even on recruiting services, you just think, well, yes, you know. No disrespect to him. It was just, you're going to take your time. Maybe a junior, senior payoff. That'd be great. But no, third year was coming in and making a significant difference on the big blue wall. Allow Luke Fortner to move over to center. It's Mm -hmm. not only going to help Kentucky this year, but help Fortner's professional career and at least where he's going to fall on draft boards because he can show a little versatility there. So Cox 
has been huge for UK, and I missed out on that. Real bummer, uh, but I do. I, I wrote about it yesterday. John Hale mentioned it this morning. Uh, a lot of blooming onions in our future. A lot of blooming onions in our future. So, uh, and hey, uh, as as Beasy said yesterday uh, on Twitter, on three has Purdue playing Kentucky in the Outback Bowl. So could oh be a big gosh. could be big for the for the roll callers out there. We might just have ourselves a a brom fest down in Tampa, but. The, I, if Kentucky goes to the Outback Bowl, really want to go there. Be fun to do some KRC shows down there. The, the only, the oh, only man. bummer, the only like kind of drawback that, and, and John Hale mentioned in his story, like why the Tubby he, High Point ex- game at noon the day before. No, it's more of like you're going to Tampa for the SEC tournament in basketball. So you might say, well, if you're missing out on a trip to Nashville, maybe you say, all right, let's go to Nashville this year. You haven't been there in four or five years. But I still think they would take the Outback if they can get it. If they can win out, they'll most likely get it. Auburn and Ole Miss played it in the last two years, and so they're not going to want either of those two teams. Really, Arkansas is your top competition for that game right now. Well, and if Kentucky goes and plays Purdue, y'all got that. They're, y'all, you're not top five. So Kentucky would win. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. Yeah. Oh, man, are you feeling confident about that Purdue game the end of the year? What is that, the old <laughs> Indiana, hell no. Yeah, but you're not top five. That's that's just true. Yeah, <laughs> What's I that? do also remember him just saying, "I'm not even worried about Purdue early in the in the off season." Oh, I say that every off season. Is that what it's called though? The Oaken, yes, old Oaken bucket. Yes. Why isn't it just the old oak bucket? Oaken, uh, Oaken, because it was made back in the day, and that was a more fancy word. Oaken, yeah, checks out. Do they? Is that what they call them? Pecans too? You get your Oaken buckets and pecans. That I can't confirm. Outback Bowl would be that'd be that'd be good. Uh, you know, I think some folks would be upset about the New Year Six, and then there's no rule that you can't go to Tampa twice in a three months. No, no, there's I know not a rule. A lot of people that. are looking throughout their the rule books at home. What if every American was just given a rule book? You got it when you were born. You had to follow it. Don't go breaking any <laughs> of those rules. It's like in the new Borat movie when they have the <laughs> god for females that they give to oh, their country. I thought you were gonna say in like. Dwight Schrute, the 12 Schrute rules you learn when you're a kid. <laughs> learn, learn your, your rules. rules. You better learn your rules. If you don't, <laughs> you'll be eaten by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. And uh, Kentucky and Tampa for the SEC tournament, It's uh, there will still be probably more Kentucky fans there than anybody else, but it won't be like Nashville, so, you know, who cares? Go to the Tampa, go to the Outback Bowl. Kentucky hasn't been there in over 20 years, and uh, good time. Tampa, nice that time of year, I hear, Justin. That's right. Good golf down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, lightning down there, lightning and the thunder. No thunder. Let's end hour one right here. Hour two coming up next. We've got more basketball talk, Champions Classic Night, Kansas-Michigan State first, then Kentucky and Duke. We will give our season predictions that you all have just been craving for. We know it. And then Louisville plays tonight as well. A 9 o'clock game at home against Southern. So dumb. So dumb. Sean Woods. And I have a little dilemma with the with the whole thing as well. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to need some help from you boys. Two TVs. Solves no. your problem. No. Well, I invented the two TVs. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the issue. When we return here on Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Scooter, who's your dingus?
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big uh, Ass Sports how? Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your game day edition, college basketball season starter edition. Cats play. Duke. We don't like Duke around here. Nope. We like Roush's son, but mm-hmm. we don't like the Blue Devils. He's cute. The Blue Devils, not. Not so much whatsoever. A um, couple things tonight that we are going to like. Basketball elsewhere, um, aside from the Champions Classic. Uh, the games start at 4.30 with Big East basketball. Villanova plays Mount St. Mary's. On FS1, they're going to try a college basketball red zone, but with the Big East teams. How in the hell is that going to work? I don't know. Yeah, but they're, they're, yeah. they're going to try, they're gonna try it. Mm. It's a bunch of bad mm. – like, they're, they're – I don't. I don't. I haven't seen an actual quality Big East game, so like, I don't think it's a bad idea when they're playing a bunch of bad teams. So they're going to try that tonight. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, you can't do it with bad teams. Uh, poor, most fun part of Red Zone is the witching hour. Right, right. Which I don't know how they well, would be able to do that anyway in basketball. But yeah, the most fun part of Red Zone is the scoring, which always happens in basketball. Yeah, so there's gonna be diff- I'm interested. I'm gonna watch it for just a little bit to see how it works and if anything clicks. Um, but uh, that so that'll be on uh, the first game, Villanova 4:30. That won't obviously that'll stand alone. But that's the first one you can check in on FS1. It's six. Ohio State is, plays Akron on ESPN two. Got a former sales Colt playing for the Zips. Sekou Kala, let's go Zip, zip them up. Suck it, Buckeyes. Um, but a lot of top 25 teams in action. Uh, and uh, Kansas-Michigan State, 7 p.m. Oh, Lizzo. Old DraftKings list in that game at 6 p.m. Wouldn't that be nice? Man. Dude, that one at 6, the other one at 8.30? <laughs> Man. Yeah, and somebody novel, was like, what a novel concept. when I was complaining about the time zones, they were like, yeah, well, that's it's not because of time zone. It's because there's another game before it in the arena. Well, then play the game at 6. Like it's that that that's not a not or a, flip the game so the central time zone Kansas is not as bad. Yeah, what a weird. Anyways, thing. we've complained enough about time zones. Have we though? No, <laughs> never. I'll never stop. The EKU Colonels open against Georgetown. Woo! Well, interstate rivalry, intrastate rivalry, I should say. <laughs> Who the Hoosiers got, Justin? Eastern Michigan. That's oh, right. The Fighting Emus. Six o'clock. Are you worried? Can listen to here on the Big X Sports Radio. You although sure you're not worried. Although about your four head coaches, I've seen the starters for tonight, and three of the five are newcomers. So that's kind of got Tom me a Green. little. Oh wow, little three newcomers! You're used to having fifth year red shirt. Yeah. Uh, Walk. Well, that's the thing. We've only, starting we've only got four or five newcomers, but three of them are starting. Yeah, because your team, your players stunk. You need newcomers. Mm. If you were talking about four head coaches, then Tom Crean should have never left. Ha. Huh. Thank you. <laughs> I, I read an article yesterday. <laughs> all the, the coaches on the hot seat. I really hope that there was somebody in their car who's like, wait, what? God, TJ. <laughs> Woo. Got him. Uh, what are you, coaches saying, on the hot what are you seat? saying, Justin? Yeah, I, was, I saw an article, hot co- or coaches on the hot seat, and Tom Crane's picture was. Oh, yeah. Georgia fans, that, that was 
a total Georgia fans. I'd be it's very similar Nick Mingione situation. They want a cream gone, and Georgia was just like we ain't we pay, don't we, care. We ain't paying yeah. to do it. Like he he's staying another year because we don't you know just from a money standpoint, it makes sense to to do this. So deal with it. We're gonna stink. They lost like nine people. Georgia did on a team that was pretty bad last year. Yeah. So not not can't be what what they were looking for. Roush, when I've been playing golf recently. It's not what I've been looking for. No. I get cold. The oh, weather's not God. great. Yeah. Fog in the morning, rain in the evening. Do. Feel like everywhere. I live in Seattle. Do everywhere. Yeah. And I just suck at golf. Well, I know how you can get better, TJ. What's that? You should go to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. <laughs> it's right off exit four in Southern Indiana. Bobby has three state of the art simulators where you can work on your game by just hitting the driving range. You can play around, have some fun there, and not have to chase your balls all over a golf course or get individual instructions from Bobby. He will walk you through what's going wrong, identify your problems, and then video it for you to keep with you so you don't forget the lessons you learn from Bobby. Just pay him a visit by visiting online at Bobby Cook Golf Academy. That's cook with an E.com or give him a call at 812 913 4415 to book your tea time today. Bobby Cook Golf Academy. I really miss the 24-hour hoops marathon. I do, too. I think I say this every year. My buddy just told me that it stopped in 2017. Doesn't seem like that. I remember I was talking to somebody at UK back when I was, like, you know, in Lexington more often, doing the media interviews and whatnot, and they were telling me, they were talking with some, so it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. take take it for what it's worth. It's a talking to a talking to. And they were saying that they had talked to somebody at ESPN just about the scheduling stuff, basketball. I don't know who the, who the hell it was. But just saying how much small schools loved the 24-hour marathon. Yeah. Like, even if it meant, like, a 2 a.m. game. And normally they'd go out, like, super far west coast for the late ones. And then – but, like, sometimes you get an eastern coast team playing a 7 a.m. game. Right, right. And they said the players and the coaches did not like it. But like the school and the administration, just the quirkiness of having a game on at that time. Because people will show up. No TVs will be left on. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and uh, so the, the the schools really liked them, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just too much of a hassle on ESPN to be able to broadcast it all. I'm sure the ratings weren't great for the bad games, but could they have really been that much worse than just whatever other else programming ESPN has on at weird and wonky hours? Bring it back. And if it's not ESPN, then why FS1? Bring back the College Hoops Marathon. All you got to do is have one game on. The story I'm reading says it presented some programming challenges. Yeah, and I don't doubt it. Like having, you know, having that crews all across. But the the coverages of the crappy games in the middle of the night were terrible. I remember one year I stayed up for all of them. That was fun. It'd be fun to watch Bellarmine and Purdue on at like 1 a.m. tonight. That'd be a good game. 1 a.m. I'd rather be like 8 a.m. Yeah, breakfast with right, Purdue and Bellerman. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be amazing. Yeah. We'd, have, we'd be that's watching a, that's it right now. Playing tonight, and it's instead going to be on Big Ten Network Plus. Like, <laughs> who the hell's got that? Hey, UK players are all around Times Square. So rolling in the dough. We mentioned this previously on this show, but now is when you get the most bang for your buck when it comes to nil because. It's a news story in and of itself. How many people did you see taking pictures of that billboard in Times Square? Big Big Blue Drew's up there. Big Blue Drew, you cannot roll your jeans in Madison Square Garden. I swear to God. I swear. You do, you, if you embarrass Kentucky Roll Call. And and no undershirt in, in the big city. Well, you should wear a jacket because it is the Windy City. 
but no undershirt. Everybody's taking pictures of it. Yeah, everybody is. And uh I I I don't know how much exactly they're making, but they're turning it into news stories. And that's that's what's you're getting a lot of bang for your buck if you're Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. And Morgan. Uh, and Morgan. Um but also good for the players. Did you notice Dante Allen was like one of the only guys that didn't sign with him? Did not. Yeah. What's the story there? I don't know. I also couldn't find him in the picture that they took from the Knicks one. Have you seen him in pictures? Uh oh, it's actually a good point because I he wasn't in the one of them at the like Knicks a, game. In a sleep haze last night, I was like, oh, I may as well start following some of these new players on Instagram that I don't follow. And so I was doing it, and I don't think Dante Allen was tagged in any of them. Now that you mention that, yeah, like I see Collins, I see Sheba, I see a lot of players in some of these pictures, but I've. I haven't seen Dante Allen, so I don't know. I thought that was weird. Dante Allen confirmed. He not w- in any of these pictures. Yeah. Don't know what the deal is. Don't know what the deal is. So something to keep an eye on, KRC listeners. Hmm. Something to keep an eye on. I also love too that um gosh, people would freak out if Dante Allen oh, didn't play. John Wong now sharing his selfie of the Morgan and Morgan billboard. I mean, like clockwork. Must be listening to KRC. Um, but it is uh it is it is funny too that like Ty Ty Washington, his camp, like they can just tell Jonathan G. Avani that, oh yeah, Ty Ty is technically a nonprofit because he gives away ten percent of his stuff. The ten percent thing has been a story for a while. Like we knew that they were giving away ten percent of their stuff back when they did the initial pro camps thing months ago. Um but now, like that can be a story again that the NBA people get out. That's what's great about nil early on, and companies need to take advantage of it now before it becomes normal, rudimentary, regular. People are just making money left and right, and it's no big deal. Now is a good time. It'd be great to be in this first nil class. Dante is at least in New York. He is? Okay, good. Just hasn't been in the pictures. Just hasn't been in the pictures. His story has had New York stuff in it. Okay, good. So there's at least that. Good. Okay. You got weird, nervous there for a little bit. Weird that he wouldn't be in the nil deal, though. I get Oscar, but like you're signing the whole team, not the kid from Kentucky. I guess they had to draw a line at 10, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but you'd think Dante would be one of the more marketable ones on the Especially team. Especially when John Morgan's from Eastern Kentucky, you know. And Morgan. Uh-huh. And don't forget about Morgan. Oh, man, we had another Reed, we've got another Reed Shepard video. Have you seen any of these Reed Shepard videos? No, I actually haven't watched any of the UK hype videos from last night either. Oh, narrated because, by Emmanuel quickly. Because uh, you didn't want to wake the baby. Um, wife loves living dangerously on diaper changes. Like, what do you mean? Like, doing them on the bed. And we just got poop on the bed last night. I was like, this was bound yeah. to happen. Yeah. Actually, this morning. That's why you change table. Change table or four? This one actually may have just been a blowout. But she'll change on the bed. I don't like it. Yeah. I had to teach her the diaper underneath the diaper. Oh, yeah, We were getting tinkled on too much. Yeah. That little rush of air gets there, and then it's just, Woo! you know, yeah. just like nothing you can do about it. So. At least there's not like a, you know, an aimer that just goes right for you. That's true. I yeah. still think I probably have it a little bit better, uh, but we're, we're still we're still figuring stuff out. I don't think that's going to change. So Reed Shepard is doing a similar kind of nil videos where he's – uh, it's the the video series is called Read Between the Lines. It's there's an orthodontic company that's sponsoring it, 
and he's wanting to try new things. Like, what am I going to do next? And uh, speaking with Jack Pilgrim, he figured it out. So the first one, he was like, well, maybe I can try art. And he does like a, a little Bob Ross impression. Today, he's like, well, maybe I'll try acting. He does a Napoleon Dynamite thing. Uh, all little one-minute bits. It's going to end up leading to, I'm going to try college basketball and like announce his commitment or something through a sponsorship through this orthodontics company. Hmm. That's, I'm almost 100% certain. If he doesn't even, if it doesn't lead to an actual commitment video, it will, without a doubt, at least share that, this is when I'm going to commit. Yeah, you're probably right about that, yeah. if nothing else. But yeah, yeah I think you're on to it. Okay, yeah, shout I, out to I, Jack. I shout get, out to Jack for putting two and two together. I gotta gotta get people thought it was a little stuff. cringe, but um, hey, I'm all for it. He's put himself out there, and Bob Ross is the goat. Watched some Bob Ross before I went to bed last night. <laughs> oh, was that you were wearing the Bob Ross shirt on Saturday? I'm all about Bob Ross. Man. Great shirt. Yeah, great shirt. All about it. All right, let's get to this Thornton's tax line, 502-414-1450. Let me actually tell you about the dilemma first. Oh, okay. It's really not that big of a deal. Got a friend in town, old college friend in town, so I'm going to watch the game with him and a few other college friends tonight. It, dumb, late, but next time, I get, to, next time I get to see this. Per, yeah, it's Duke game. Uh, just ideally, if this game would have been at 7, probably would have been a ho- real big hootenanny. You yeah. know, would have been a real, real good time. But anyways, we're going to try to make it work. I don't know when you, when out of town friends come in. You don't know when you're going to see them again. So always best to try to make plans when you can. We're at a little bit of like a crossroads because he wants to watch out in public. He's going to have some. It's he's in town for a work trip, so he's going to have some like coworkers probably with him. Right. So they want to go out. They don't want to just go to somebody's house. Right. And, and also. Somebody's house on a Tuesday at like nine forty-five could feel very sleepy. Yeah, it could just yeah. get like a very like maybe I just Tired go home at halftime and you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna try to go out. And we're gonna try to make it happen. This U of L game at nine is killing me though because I know at, with their little small little brother small-minded mentality, they're gonna have to have the sound on the U of L game at a lot of places in town. Not everywhere, not everywhere, but it's a risky game showing up somewhere late and then us trying to have to dodge. So we can't miss. We can't be wrong. I would think that it would be business malpractice to have Louisville versus Southern audio on. Of course. Anybody would think that. But they have such a inferiority complex that they're going to want to be – they're going to – He's staying downtown. So initially he was like, well, let's go someplace downtown. Would you all mind coming down? And then nobody cared because it's not too hard to get but to downtown from Louisville. But you're also close Louisville. to the Yum Center. But those places yeah, down there are they, not going to have the sound yeah, on the UK. They're game. not going to. Unless yeah. we got lucky and just like a bartender was just like, yeah, I'll kick it your all's way. But I, I think we, we got to get somewhere safer. Unless you went like, maybe you went to like the basement of O'Shea's and it's different than the upstairs or something. Maybe you get... That's a that's not a bad idea. You know, actually. Just you like know. go there and be like, where can you get the sound on for us? Because you got a million TVs, yeah, so like right. somewhere along the way, get it for us. But I do know a few places in town that would definitely have the sound on the cats and not even think twice about it. The issue is they're not downtown, right? Right. So right. we're trying to figure out what to do there. I don't. I I, I do think you're. I think Tuesday night at nine o'clock, places are not going to be very crowded. Right. Right. So if you have a big enough group, too, they'll probably do what they can to appease you. I would imagine. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. Could, could, th- could throw a wrench in everything. Could could make us go back downtown. We'll figure it out. But uh, U of L playing at nine is so dumb. U of L fans. <laughs> why, why? Good news, folks. Is it even you can on get, TV? You can get in the building for six dollars. <laughs> six smackaroos. Uh, that 
and I don't. I feel bad for I feel bad for U of L fans for how bad that attendance is going to look tonight. Who would go to a nine o'clock game against Southern? Why would you start your season at nine o'clock against Southern? I don't like start of the season, Roush. Let's get excited. Let's get pumped up. It's time, baby. Who's, who's and then you come in against Southern at nine o'clock. Nobody's going to be there. Who's their coach? Chris Mack. He's no, 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 no. Yeah, like he's <laughs> he, he's not going to be there though. Peaks. Peaks.com? Peaks.com. Jeff Pagase? Pagase, yes. Good job. No, well, that's the name of our journalist for like CBS. I think that guy, I think it's Mike Pagase. Oh, okay. That's funny how that works. I got some last name. But um, I think he's taken over. You're right, though. That is such a weird time to start a basketball game. And it's not on TV. (laughs) It's probably on like ACC plus. Plus plus, the double plus it, on ESPN. It just doesn't have anything next to it. <laughs> what? Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm looking around. We've got uh, a stream. That game would be better attended. Bally Sports South. That game would be better. So it's on oh, the regional. So you're it's gonna, on a regional sports. Network. You're gonna get. You're gonna get uh, Jody Dimlin and Kent Taylor probably calling it. Yeah, it's always fun. I'd love to do TV for like a regional broadcast for a UK game. That would be great. I can guarantee you it'd be the best UK broadcast of all time if Roush and I were doing it. We have Justin actually do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. I'm in. And then we just kind of goof off. Calling games on TV just have to has to be the easiest job of all time. Yeah, yeah I was actually having a conversation too with like Dick Gabriel and some of those guys about some of the weirdest sporting events they've called. Hardest, most difficult. There was one year where they did – it was UK hosted a regional in the mid-2000s. It was the first time they had ever hosted one, and they didn't put them all on ESPN. And he just broadcast every single game for an entire weekend. Can you imagine broadcasting baseball for 30 hours out of 36 or out of 72? Ooh, be a lot. A whole lot. He's like, well, it's not like we were doing heavy lifting. Just sitting there talking baseball. and like, eh, you got a good point there. Just got to find a way to kill time. Let's let the text line do some heavy lifting for us. Oh, we need it. We're struggling. No, we're not. We're having a show of our lifetimes. Five <laughs> 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. Download the app to become a Refresher and Rewards Refuel member, and you will save a few cents every time you go to Thornton's. You know how to get creative with Oscar. Get Kofi right now. Yeah, yesterday I was trying to figure out how to keep Oscar at foul trouble. I think that that was kind of misguided. I, you still want, ideally, to keep him out of foul trouble, mm-hmm. but the the emphasis should probably be more so getting Duke into foul trouble. Yes. So see if you can just get a wash on the front court, get one of Mark Williams Ooh. or Paulo out. Du- you double get, fouls. You double foul him up. Yeah. Where where Worst is... rule in all of sports. I wouldn't say the worst rule. But, like, the double technical, and then last night we had a double offsetting on sportsmanlike conduct penalty. Just throw the flag of one or don't throw it at all. One person or don't throw it at all. We that re- is offsetting bull crap. Stupid. We really need to have a uh, – we need to start officiating the officials. So when you get that thing like that that ref did against the Steelers player yesterday, you get another ref to come out from maybe the sidelines, be really condescending, throw a flag on the the, uh, flag. Start penalizing bad penalties. Oh, I like it. And then it's like you get, oh, that was a bad penalty? Well, they're getting – not only are we wiping that penalty off, we're giving them 15 (laughs) more yards. (laughs) 
<laughs> the officials have to start calling the game from 15 yards away each penalty. <laughs> They'll be just be in the front row. College basketball officiating sucks, folks. We just need to get used to that tonight. Yeah, I, I will never, though. So I'm really just talking to myself here. The Bengals are now back where they belong. Yeah, I swear it felt like just like a week or two ago they were number one in the AFC playoff picture, and then I just saw an update. They're last they, in their division now. They weren't even in there. <laughs> they're, they're fourth in the division Oh no, two weeks later. That's not good. Man, Suck it, Bengals. Suck it, Bengals. Uh, people like to say that our defense is due to not having great players, so then why was our defense legit to start the season? Us and Georgia were considered the two top defenses of the FCC after a couple games. I don't buy the lack of talent argument. Brad White simply has been getting out coached the past couple of games. Yeah, I buy, it. I, I, I buy the lack of talent argument. Uh, well, also, let's not act like the beginning of the season, Kentucky. You're playing defensive, offensive juggernauts. like That and the same boat of you had Bully and Oxidon. You, yeah. you were healthier. Yeah, that's true. You, Jordan Wright. Like, you had three outside linebackers warming up for the game Saturday. So, as you kind of wear thinner – as the season goes on, things kind of start falling apart. I think Kentucky has good talent. I think in the secondary, and we talked about this in the offseason, the depth was, wasn't was where we wanted it to be. We were a little concerned about the linebacker depth. I think the linebackers in coverage haven't been great either. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of depth, and you're continuing to build talent. You also well, got to remember you lost a lot last year. Especially like well, you lost you lost a lot of good players. I, I get year. the linebackers too starting to wear thin because how many guys do you see subbing in for Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square? Like Jared Casey Square. It's almost like I never see him out. Jones, I remember him going out for a little bit. But do you have you seen Jared Casey this year? He had like one game that was pretty solid at the beginning no. of the year. I don't I don't know where he's been. He had six tackles early on, and I just I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. Uh, Texter says, with the secondary being so bad as of late, do we have anything recruit-wise to look forward to next year, or will it just be more pain? Probably the portal. Stoops said as much. Also, Stoops had a funny line when he was asked, you know, we talked a lot about how great you were getting guys to the portal. You lost some guys in the secondary for the portal, too. Stoops said, I don't want to call anybody out by name, but – I recommended them make those moves. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, Andre Stewart, the true freshman that'll be in next year, he is just true freshman. But, I mean, he was the lead 11 corner, one of the best guys at that camp. So he's kind of one of those unheralded guys. But they'll go to the portal, I would imagine. Um, because, like you said, there's there's rumors that DeCarlos Nicholson might not be sticking, that Juco commitment. Mm-hmm. So, going to be a tough one to hang on to. Um, oh, Wow. We don't talk fantasy football teams, but I think we can make an exception because one texter sent in a screenshot. I needed one yard from Najee Harris on third and two to tie, and Big Ben kept it on the zone read. And uh, lost by point one. Lost by point one. <laughs> oh, man. And you, Nobody cares about fantasy. I lost both my games by a combined six points or seven points. The or Big Ben keeper, that's brutal. That is brutal. That's tough. That's, hey, that's fantasy football, though, baby. And then, of course, crappy KRC Survivor League. I'm out of it, so now mm. I don't care about it. Down to uh, down to just, let's see here, six people. All right, Justin, you got to take over, and, and you got to give away the prize now. I was just banking on winning and not having to do one. So. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 Home yep. Home field apparel. Well, let's go. <laughs> let's go to a break. We'll come back. 
502-414-1450. A lot more text. Duke, Kentucky tonight. We want to get your predictions. Maybe that's what we'll do for the Home Field Apparel Contest. We'll put it on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Oh, that's a good, good call. Yeah. yeah, so head on over to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. In your eyes, the light, the heat. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday game day. Duke's going to get it day. Go Cats. Woo! Calipari said he's expecting the rotation to get to eight to seven guys. Who are the eight to seven guys? Eight to seven? Not seven to eight? Eight to seven. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we, we kind of know the starting five, right? Ty Ty Severe, Kellen Grady, Keon Brooks, Oscar Sheepway. You have Mintz as the first one off the bench. He's def- That six is a lock of all locks. Yeah, and then after that, I think... I think you have to have Collins. Well, Toppin's definitely one. Okay. Toppin's Toppin makes seven. Top- Mintz and Toppin are seven. Okay. Just stop right there. Yeah. Those are seven that you will guarantee are going to get pretty solid minutes tonight. And then I think it's uh, between Hopkins and Collins, who would be the eighth, right? Where? Where is foul trouble, right? Dante Allen. I don't know. I don't know if Dante gets left out in the cold or not. And I think the getting it down to seven and eight, there's going to be more than seven or eight guys playing tonight. But I, you know how Cal is; mm-hmm. he he whittles it down as the year goes on. I don't. It's tough. I know that those seven guys are going to be getting good minutes tonight. I I can't guarantee that an eighth will be. If there was an eighth, yeah, you you go Hopkins or Ware, just knowing that they're going to need bodies on the front court. So I do, I, I, yeah, he's not, he's not going to hold it just as a number eight and no more are going to get in. You're right that Hopkins and Lance Ware are going to get some minutes just from a body standpoint. Will it be anything more than that though? That's going to be the interesting part about it. And it's a good reminder uh, that the healthy competition on this team stuff options you didn't have last year. If somebody's not working, at least you have some other choices. Doesn't always mean it's going to work out or be great. But you'll at least have some other choices. Let's get back to that Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Last year you had you had no choices. You had nothing. Zero. Zero. Texter says, fellas, listening to the podcast, and I think the injuries almost every PAT were fakes. Yeah. Roush alluded to that. The way I was thinking about it, if your offense has multiple scores and under a minute possession, if you go down after the PAT, it gives your defense a much-needed few-minute break, yeah. especially when our offense was marching down the field and adding some tempo we were, here we, and there. We were having that conversation yesterday. I, the texter says, I have no proof uh-huh. to back up my theory, but that's just my two cents. Levi. Yeah, could be onto something. I, I guess th- I think yeah, I think you're onto something. Like the that. only pushback I'd have though is like there's already TV timeouts after scores. Yeah, I, and I think know, that was a often... just in case we got to make sure we build in an extra minute. You know, 
Yeah, and that's that was what I was going to say. Is you're only maybe getting like an extra minute out of the whole thing. I guess maybe every minute helps, but uh, interesting take. Yeah. I guess you know if all those guys are totally healthy and apparently, not banged uh, up, then you're definitely onto something. Apparently, Stoops has a sign that he gives to his guys, and it's like a little finger gun. So go, pew, pew, and then the guy just drops, and it's like, oh they no. They got caught on tape, dude. I figured they'd kind of switched it up a little bit. It was, uh, I think, the Carrington one after he got beat. Stoops also wasn't as. Uh, Harsh on the corners. Wait, is that legit? Yeah, he do a little finger guns, and then they fall down and that's a take an injury. Yeah, pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but Stoops said yesterday he was like, you know, we we lost some one on one battles, but the corners weren't as bad as I thought in the middle of the game when I went back and watched the tape. They actually battled and fought harder than they did against Mississippi State. But the safeties said it was an inside out problem. He's like, I'm oh. not going to blame guys, but. Football is all about leverage. Leverage the damn ball. It's tackling one on one. Football one on one. We got to tackle better in one in space. And he wouldn't call it Tyrell Asian by name, but I mean, I think we all, I think we all saw who he was uh, referring to. Yeah, yeah. Safe to Get say. better, Texter. You know how uh, we already read that one. Says we are all Georgia fans this weekend. Who's Georgia play? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, they'll win by a thousand. A thousand. You know how to get creative with Oscar? Justin sent it over. Oh, my God. Justin, what's wrong with you, buddy? I don't know how that happens. First day of college basketball. And two of them, too. Did you guys see Mac Jones twist the guy from Carolina's ankle, stopping him from getting a fumble recovery? If you hadn't, you should watch it. Dude should get fined at least for that. Looked like he seriously injured the Carolina player. Dirty, dirty play. Well, what he first needs to do is apologize to U of L Media for dirty plays. That's yep. who you got to go yep. through first on the apology tour, first and foremost. Secondly, I did see it, and yes, it was a dirty play. Sometimes in the heat of the moment in football, there's dirty plays from time to time. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it shouldn't get penalized or fined. Uh, but there also doesn't need to be outrage. How about uh, Jay Williams' really weird, stupid video? Did you see that? Oh, Jay Williams sucking at his job again, being a big-time creep. What's new? What should anger you more? Hashtag Aaron Rodgers, hashtag Henry Ruggs. Why why does that have to be? Dude, Jay, you got off college basketball and you lost your mind. What are you doing, dude? Man. That is so dumb. Like, why are you comparing the two? (laughs) Why? You do not need to compare everything. This is in the world of takes. That's just the sports business nowadays. Like, the hotter the take, the more interaction, the more popular you'll be. Ridiculous. Won't be the first to point this out, but Nick, Ravens kicker, hit a 66-yarder just a few weeks ago. It's Justin Tucker, though. Hey, conditions were better, though. Yeah. Not the not the the steely, windy city like Pittsburgh. So, But that was also the longest kick in NFL history, and that was two, so just, three weeks ago. So naturally, you just try one yard shorter. <laughs> and he's going to make it. Should be a chip, a chip shot. Also, didn't that missed field goal break his kicker – Kicker's like nearly 40-yard field goal shriek, boneheaded coaching move. Oh, wow. I guess you had to end it at some point. Better <laughs> that than like a chippy. That's true. You think the kicker's worried about that, though? I'm you sure think he's true. mad You I'm think sure he's mad today at the coach because he made him no. kick it? Yeah. I think you would be kind of pumped that your coach has you enough confidence in you to try it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure he knew that like that stadium, that is a notorious stadium for kicking bad. And you know what I didn't realize, too? That – there's one end zone where the ball carries better at Kroger Field than another, and that is the Nicholsville roadside is worse kicking into than the opposite one. Hmm. Which I, I mean, I wouldn't know why. I mean, maybe 
there's more open air there. Uh, it's not as trapped in because you have the football facility and stuff behind the other end zone. But um, yeah, didn't know that until Leach mentioned it last night on the Mark Stoops show. Interesting. Very interesting. Texter says, how about we gift Coach K those wins and losses he weaseled his way out of and pin on an assistant one of those times his back conveniently went out. Yeah, that was back in like the mid-90s. And they went, um, I don't know, 12 and 20. His yeah, it's hurt. just always funny when he comes down with injuries and not. Yeah. TJ thinks this game tips before 10 and Duke gets in foul trouble. My Lord, son, what type of drug have you got? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, don't, I didn't say Duke's going to get in foul trouble. I just think Kentucky can – can the Oscar Sheboy is going to get in foul trouble? I can guarantee you that. The way that Kentucky counters that, you got to get one Apollo or Mark Williams in foul trouble too. Then you got to play a lot of Theo John, and that'd be that just that that would be fine by us. But if the officials really want to do their job, just don't call the ticky tack and let let the boys play. That being said, I do think you can get one of those two guys in foul trouble. Kentucky's got a lot of bodies inside. They've got people that can get inside. And go after him. Try to get one of them on the bench. It would change the whole landscape of this game. And yes, I do think the game tips before 10. I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah, okay, okay. The game was going to go before 10, but then you have a 15-minute ceremony for Mike Krzyzewski. If they, if they do any of that stuff, I'm just going <laughs> to lose my mind. And they're going to. They're going to. Remember, it's gonna be... he, he broke... Bob Knight's win at the Champions Classic 10 years ago, and that's when Bob Knight was like drinking while doing the broadcasting, oh, yeah, which yeah. I, I've got no issue with that. Only makes Bob Knight that much more entertaining. But yeah, they went over there and like hugged yeah, and hung Bar out Harvard for a while. Never. Bob Knight, staple around the Indiana program again. Yeah, now he's shown up. and He's been at several practices. Good. I guess he feels like he got his way. They got some Indiana guys back. Yes. Probably over by the time you guys read this, but CBS is going to do a story this AM about Nil, specifically focused on UK Ty Ty and Brooks for shown in an interview clip. Yeah. That's right. cool. Look forward to seeing that. I'll have to check that out. I'm sure maybe KSR will have that posted. I'm sure we will. All righty. I'll never forget, I got sent to a job alone in Durham a week after Duke won the championship in 15. Was livid with my boss until I got there and realized not a single Duke <laughs> fan lives in the area. <laughs> NYC is more of a home game than anything in North Carolina. God, suck it, Duke. I feel like that's probably not the case. But You probably weren't going to sporting events, which Duke were playing, in which case more people would be up there. But, but I to do, your point, yeah. yeah Duke's bandwagon, sense. fan base, their jokes. Uh, nobody should be a Duke fan, unless you went there. And that's not to say you can't be a fan of a team that you didn't go to college. I'm just saying Duke is not a – Duke doesn't care about you. Nope. They, they, look they, down, they Actually, they, they don't want you. They, they don't want you, and they look down at you. Kentucky would love everybody yeah. if they could get you. Justin, well, if you want to come on. Come I'm on. Good. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. TC from Lexington here, boys. Hey, TC. I wonder if the TC stands for Tate Creek. Tate's Creek. <laughs> or his name. Totally cool. Totally, could be totally cool. You guys getting me hyped for the game? Much needed. Also, I'm out here trying to find someone that loves me as much as TJ does the Ali documentary. <laughs> I just I can't believe like. I guess it was just, I think most of it is probably I just hadn't seen enough of all these classic fights. And this documentary is just basically shows yeah. you those fights. His, and um, they speed them up and it's even better. Do you, and, do you want more? Yeah. Uh, there's an HBO one that's only about fighting. It's two parts, much shorter. I think I've maybe actually 
Well, no, I would because this stuff wouldn't have been so new to me if I'd seen yeah, it. Yeah, so, that yeah. one's really good too. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, there's a, there's I will. One. You can drink more of that. Up. It's literally like he's. It's like acting. Like it's a movie in some of the fights that he's boxing, and some people actually suggest that some of the fights were fixed. But just the way he can dodge somebody, it's and then crazy. not, and then also the way that he could just take a million punches to the head, which obviously had a terrible impact on his health afterwards. I'm sure. And then just still go back out there the next round and still do the same stuff. It's a I, TC. You can make fun of me all you want. The stuff is amazing. So cool. Odds are they were probably basic white cotton underpants, but I sort of think maybe they're silk. <laughs> maybe it's a thong. Maybe it's something I don't even know about yet. There's the whole quote. Thank you, Texter. I could have used that when I was flipping and flopping on the exact words of the quote, but thank you. Oh, Will Ferrell. Good old Will Ferrell. Tonight's start time is stupid, but I still think Vandy being at 7 is somehow worse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. That's a good Noon point. game for New Mexico State. Woo! We did it. We did it. That's the only chance I'm going to have even to go to that game. Probably still end up won't going, but perfect. Just get wake up early in the morning, get on up to the Krogs, stay have for a nice. half. Yeah, it's going to be warm, Say bye to the seniors. Yeah, yeah, get the heck out of there afterwards. It's uh, It'll be a good time. Vandy at 7 is – that's only good for the folks going, I think. Everybody else probably just like, ah, wish Whoa. we could have gotten that bad boy. All 1,200 of them going. No, for UK fans that are going. I bet oh, UK, yeah, yeah, that's true. That That's the only people that probably love that time. Right. And even then, some are probably thinking, no, I wanted to do something else in Nashville on Saturday <laughs> night. But game will be at 6, should be over by 8, realistically, and you can get out on New Year honky-tonking. John with debatably one of the longest texts in the history of the KRC. Oh, goodness. Thornton's text line. John here. Holy shnikes. Kentucky basketball is really back tonight. Everyone, get back to your pregame ritual or voodoo for the game. I'll be sending up a prayer for our young men, lore, uh, who are about to go into battle. John, if you're going to send a long one, you better get it typed correctly. We need to get that mojo back in the program. We need it back now. Take all of our cell phone signals, all of our cable signals and Wi-Fi signals, and send them up to the air at the same time. We must unite as one to bring us back to becoming the one in the land in our quest for number nine. John, this is weird, man. This is a weird text. Long and weird, and not yeah. not grammar's not great either, buddy. Hey, John Calipari, it's now or never. We're not waiting anymore to start a shine like start to shine like you did before. And Coach K, I hope your team falls apart and crumbles like a freaking old dirty cookie. You have a trash can program. Let's go, BBN. <laughs> Cats will win by 19. Well, got to go talk to you later. I think it was 12 yesterday. We're up to 19 from John, <laughs> which I like. And secondly, you finish strong, John. That's the most important thing about a long text. Yeah, that's what's most important. With the defensive issues we've seen, plus the number of bodies we have, to run, I hope to see Cal press this year. Not holding my breath, though. Uh, Texture, when was the last time you saw a college basketball team press? Well, teams do, but I mean, but like, how how many though? One a year that UK faces, maybe. It's not. It's not really a thing in college basketball anymore. By the way, John was at 90s. twelve plus yesterday, so he covered his tracks. And Texture, I get your point. This is kind of like a classic finger pointing sort of thing with a defense that you think is not good. Wouldn't pressing be the worst thing in the world because just you're just more points. You're, yeah, you're a team that already is in trouble getting out of position? You're not even going to make the opposing offense work for it now. Yeah. Now what he would say is, well, if, if you're we, more aggressive, you get yeah, some turnovers. If we stink at defense anyways, we may as well be aggressive and try to force a few turnovers here and there. I get that notion of it. I don't think it really works out that way. If you're bad at half court defense, which by the way, folks, 
just maybe slightly they weren't motivated against in those exhibition games. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're not good defensively. We'll get a much better idea about that tonight. But if you're not good defensively in the half court, you're generally not going to be a good pressing team either. Yeah. And a press, you ask anybody that's played basketball at any level, a bad press is the most fun thing you can go against. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's score just, so uh, many points. You don't have to run you as much. So many layups. You don't like. Too. You know, the whole yeah. team doesn't have to run as much. Generally, somebody is running as much. You don't have to run as much. You just really need to make one or two passes, and then mm-hmm. bada boom, bada bing. Texter says, "There's nothing worse than the Billy Packer call of the McGlure Woj situation. Let him go! Oh my uh-huh. gosh, what's he doing on my Woj? <laughs> Never seen anything like it. But Billy Packer was the worst for a reason. Justin, Man. you got that clip pulled up." I don't. See, that'd be just good producing there. You sent that text over, you knew we were going to read it, and then maybe you have the real one there. I'm not sure I know what the yeah, situation I don't is. Think he even knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but you did just see the text that says Woj Billy Packer. Yeah. Not like Adrian Wojnarowski, like Wojahowski, Billy Packer's best friend. All that being said, I just did a quick search on it and I can't find the clip of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is out there. I mean, I've heard it before. Yeah, I have too. And it might be buried in like an extended highlight of that game as well. So, um, but there is a highlight. It's seven minutes, and it's just the final two and a half of that '98 game. And it starts with Mills hitting the shot to take the lead, and Jim Nance is like his first shot of the NCAA tournament, and then Kentucky just goes on and wins. It's pretty great. Yeah. So Justin, the clip is whoa or uh, Woj gets tangled up. Ends up kind of being a flop on his part. Yeah. And Billy Packer just loses his mind. Yeah. Uh, like like. Very clearly, he kind of lets his guard down as yeah. his Duke fandom appears. Right, right. Like, Woj gotcha. is just flopping all over the place, and he thinks McGlure is, like, ripping his head off. Yeah. Like, it, you would, if you were just listening and weren't watching, you would have thought that Jamal McCord de- decapitated someone on live television. <laughs> you really would. A texter says, suck it, Duke. Great text into the show. We love those into the Thornton's text line. Uh, any update on Barry and Brown? Uh, he's coming in the next, I don't know, couple weeks. That seems like it's quiet there. He, Seems it, like it's a little too quiet for UK recruiting right now. I mean, now. it said... Although they did get a walk-on commit yesterday, right? Too quiet. They got the Syracuse commit Saturday. Well, today. <laughs> on, on, you're, but, you're, like, you're, but like Barry co- Brown... Correct, but on the verge said, of Carlos Nicholson and signing day right around the corner. Yeah, but like are, two, are, Barry with, Brown said he was going to commit in like two or three weeks last Friday. So People are anxious about Goodwin and all that stuff. You are right. The Harris commitment... Good for the program. Just a few I other thought, folks. I thought the tight kinda... end, Tano Master was going to commit Sunday night. He said, I got a big announcement, and his announcement was he cut his list to two. But, like, that was basically, I think Kentucky was like, hey, why don't you just wait to commit? Just wait a little bit longer. Oh. Yeah, well, because they, they, want, they want all of their 23 kids to wait until their, at least their junior, like, you want your juniors to wait till their season's over so you don't have this early commitment, and then you get a lot of pressure to hang on to the commitment. And if you get one in the spring, then it usually snowballs. You create some momentum. It's much better to wait till the spring to start getting commitments from um, kids that you know want to be there. What can you tell me about Angela Washington? Angela Washington? Mm-hmm. Sounds like an actor. Angela or Angelo? I don't know. Never heard that name before in my life. I will say the, the fun— I think he's walking on at UK. The fun thing about—the uh, fun scuttlebutt is potentially Zach Evans. 
from TCU transferring to Kentucky. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah, in on that. That's a fun scuttlebutt. That would be great. Nick, the better suck it moment for Wojo was having Wayne Turner just destroy what somehow was the national friggin' defensive <laughs> player of the year. Just go to show you how bad the Duke slurping has been even nearly a quarter century ago. Also, I just don't I don't get why the media loves those, it either. Those blue uniforms in 98 were so freaking awesome. They had like the high uh neckline on them, like the high kind of collar. And Wayne Turner was just a bad man. I'm pretty sure he was in the recent inductees, right? In the UK Hall of Fame. That was Mercer and Muhammad. I think Turner was the year prior. I believe he was. Yeah. Texture on the Thornton Sex on says, not to trigger Roush, but we are closer to having a rule book to follow than not, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get canceled on your day off and wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we love the Thornton's text line. A texter uh, says, Roush, you said Bobby could identify and work on your problems. My wife and I have had some issues. Go see Bobby Cook. <laughs> yeah. Then you can talk about your Take underpants. Take strokes off your game. <laughs> Pro tip, Terry. Hit him with the pump fake. Pull the top diaper down, but then put it back up quickly. Works every time. Whoa. Yeah, that's a good tip. Although, how would that equal out in an already messy diaper? Maybe a wet one, no big deal, but not trying to have muddy floodwaters, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he's just saying take it off and then whoop. I know, but yeah. if it's a messy one. Then it's just going to be com- messier. Oh, it will be messier, yeah. yeah. But I like the uh, – that's a good – That's I, I like that. It's definitely at least in a non-number two-er. Game tonight, go to Lex Live. Don't know what that means. I don't know, but each and every time I go to Lexington and drive around downtown, <laughs> looking cool. Oh, man, there was uh... – the lights were out at the corner of like Avenue of Champions and Limestone. Ooh. Uh, I, I guess power went out, and like a cop was stopping as I was like trying to cross the street to direct traffic, and he was like, "Hey," uh, he said something to me. I was like, "Well, can we just turn?" He's like, "Let me let me control the area first. And it was just like people crossing the street who weren't crossing the street anymore. Hmm. Like, okay, buddy. I mean, yeah, take just, it easy. Yeah. Uh, Lex Live is that place on the corner across from Rupp that has the big sign that says the corner on it. Oh. Which, by the way, you can drive. What street is that? Is that the High Street or whatever it is? It's not Vine. Vine's right next to it. Uh, Do you want some good recruiting, TJ? You want some good recruiting vibes? Because I I will say, Friday nights at that place. Yeah, I wasn't. Big for the Kentucky football team. They're keeping that place open. So is Jeff Ruby's. Apparently, like, two days before, like on Wednesday, Stoops was like, we need 60. We need sit room for 60 at Jeff Ruby's. And they were only expecting like 30. So there you go. There's some good recruiting news. Jeff Ruby rolling in the dough thanks to UK. Pretty sure the Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky I mean, football's just keeping those doors open. Anyways, you can drive down High Street and pass that Lex Live corner thing right across, right on the corner of High Street and Broadway. Mm-hmm. And the TV's so big in that place. You can just, you I, can watch I was TV. watching football yeah. at that red light and yeah. like being able to see the plays, what down it was. It's and pretty that cool. Stuff. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. That stuff wasn't there when we were in college, huh? Nope. Although we did have K-Layer. Suck it, UK students. Oh, man. You all just really have to suck it. Not the real K-Layer. I don't know if they have something called the They do, and it's not the real K-Layer. Not the real K-Layer. Real Claire. Suck it. Is Saints still a thing? No, that was one of the few UK bars in Louisville I knew about. Yeah, they they are still a thing. I don't know if they have the huge UK contingents that they used to have. Um, I like Saints. Uh, They kind of up their prices a little bit. Oh. Trouble in Paradise? No, I, I, I don't go there as much anymore, mainly because I don't live in St. Matthews anymore. But I think 
Part of the reason some UK fans don't go is it just was getting a little pricier. It used to be like six five five dollars six dollar pitchers, um, stuff like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know. And last year with COVID, so I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe this year will be the year that they start doing the big watch parties again. But I don't think they're doing anything tonight. Not that I've heard of. Oh, whoops! I was thinking that you'd be in Lexington. My bad. Oh, for the Lex Live recommendation. Uh, yeah, I'd like to check that place out sometime. If calling a game on TV is so easy, then WTH was going on in the UK UT broadcast Saturday. So I was at the game, Rush. I didn't see it. What happened on the last drive? They were talking about what? Have you seen that? Have you heard uh, about this? I have not, because they have the TVs on, so I'm, I'm watching yeah, well, the replay. Well, KSR, I think, had a story on it. Like, they were talking about what on the final drive of the UK-Tennessee yeah, game? I don't know. Texter, somebody let us know. Oh, gosh. and i got to get running. I've got appraisals and whatnot. Um, apparently calling a game is harder than it looks for some is clearly illustrated on that pathetic call on 4th and 10 last week. Oh, so I guess they messed that one up. Sorry, gotcha. that was both of us being there and not really knowing. Apologies. Justin, I'm sure you were watching the game intently. I was not. What the? Justin, what would you say you'd do I didn't, you know, I didn't even watch, I didn't even watch the Indiana game. Well, that's not surprising. Though. Indiana sucks. That's yeah. true. Why would you want to well, watch that? I could make the argument Kentucky does too now. Oh, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> Allen isn't playing that much this year. Kid's a good shooter, but can't. But still can't dribble, pass, or defend. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Also, uh, Texter ends by saying, FYI, UK pressed a lot of the last two games. I'm not counting full-court man-to-man picking up your guys at press. Like, the a person's idea of pressing is like some sort of full-court trap. And I always think that Cal should throw that in here or there. I think there's a difference between throwing it in every now and then versus, like, we are going to be a pressing team. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, when I think of press, I think of, like, a Rick Pitino full-court trap. It's one thing to have a little man-to-man pressure to speed things up. Like, you, you should do that from time to time. And maybe they will tonight because UK does have a lot of guards. They can speed Duke up. Get them to make mistakes, keep the ball out of their big hands. Really, really, TJ, I think the thing that I'm most not looking forward to is just reminding, like, A, how much I hate Coach K, mm-hmm. and B, how much I hate college basketball officiating. Other than that, I'm I'm well, I'm gonna have a good time tonight. I'm gonna try my best. Saturday's hosing, maybe uh Maybe this is the time for college basketball Ooh. officials to strike. Like, don't good, suck. Look good what karma, happened. maybe? Maybe, maybe so. we're right. due for some good karma. Probably not. Uh, all right, very quickly, rapid fire here. Justin, I need you to tell me where UK, L, and IU, where their season ends, what round, or if they make it to the tournament. And I need a UK Duke prediction. All very quickly. All right, UK will end their season in the Elite Eight. Louisville will get knocked out in the round of 32. Indiana will go to the Sweet 16, baby. Best but- season ever? Not best season ever, uh, but one to remember. We'll write a book about it. And then tonight, I've got Duke seventy three sixty eight. Yikes! Um, I <laughs> under huh? I actually yep. do think Kentucky is a Final Four team. Wow! Write it down. Uh, Indiana is a Big Ten tournament team. They'll make it to the Final Four of the Big Ten tournament. You're going to win a Big Ten tournament <laughs> wow. game. Wow! Congrats! Big season. Big, Big season. season. You're what, finally what, going to win one. But yes. They, what? Where in the tournament? <laughs> That's their tournament. They're not going to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Neither is Louisville. Actually, no, Louisville will go to the tournament. They'll, I'm with Justin in round of 32 because Chris Mack's not a good coach. Don't know if he's going to last much longer, but I do think Kentucky Final Four, but I don't think it starts tonight. Uh, Duke UK prediction. Yeah, Duke's going to win. I'm just preparing to be sad at like 1 a.m. Suck it, buddy. Uh, I'll go UK Elite Eight. Um, I just think that's kind of a safe pick at this point. I will go with U of L round. Uh, I'll go Sweet Sixteen. Actually, I think oh. U of L. I think U of L's top twenty-five team. Okay, um, and I think that they will go to the Sweet Sixteen. This is their final year being able to kind of do stuff. So I think they'll they'll do it up big and win two tournament games. Look at them go. 
And then IU, I'll go, they lose in the first round. We make the tournament, though. Make the tournament. You Man, the you all are round. great. So there you have it. I will take the Cats 81-80 to in wow. a nail-biter. Tata wow. Washington gets fouled with three seconds to play, knocks down both free throws, doesn't even think twice about them. UK wins by one. Everybody have a great, great Tuesday. Enjoy the college basketball season. It's here, the crossover year, best time of the year. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kaylee.